This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Do you ever wonder what your life would be like if you had the body of your dreams without stressing over it? To be healthy and at your ideal body weight? Not having to suffer through exercise you don't like? Or being on the diet that you can't wait to end? The human body is absolutely amazing. It can self-heal almost any sickness and stay at a happy body weight. It can even tell you how to get there. Your body has been programmed for millions of years. Now you need to connect with it to become aware of what it needs. Communicating is an easy process. Get to know and crave food that is best for your body. Which exercise or diet is ideal and joyful for you? and how to stay healthy during times when you don't have a chance to be your body's best buddy. The weight loss and drug industries are some of the highest profitable businesses in the world for one main reason. Their solutions rarely work for the problems. People who don't find help come back to try another diet next year, another miracle pill, or hope to stick with a new kind of exercise program there is a small chance that they will succeed. These industries are well aware of it. Just as you cannot control your breathing or your digestion, you cannot boss your body around. The only way to win is to become friends with your body. You have to care enough to gain your body's trust in order for it to work with you. Valeria Tellis interviews Odakara Kletke the author of the international best-selling books, Hear Your Body Whisper, How to Unlock Your Self-Healing Mechanism, and Hear Your Brain Whisper, How to Unlock Your Mind's Potential. Odakara Kletke is a former investigative TV reporter and also the author of the children's fictional book series Detective Bella Unleashed. Her number one best-selling nonfiction book became an instant hit since it was published in 2016 and reached tens of thousands of readers. Her audience calls Odakara the body whisperer, and after the rise of the pandemic in 2020, she owned up to the title and started teaching people to become their own body whisperers. She has an unconventional method in coaching that brings joy and achievement to all her clients. The success of her book, her knack for communicating to a broad audience, and her ability to break down complicated subjects into compelling, 
yet easy to understand information, have earned Odakara many interviews on podcasts such as Learn True Health, Discover Your Talent, as well as on other radio, webinars, and workshops. She is available to share her expertise on health, writing, self-publishing, homeschooling, and the importance of reading for children. Meet Odakara at odakarakletke.com. Here is the interview with Odakara Kletke. In your own words, who is Otakara Klekti? Hi, uh, thank you for having me, first of all. Who am I? So um, from the easiest uh, introduction, I'm, uh, I'm, an, I'm a coach. I'd like to, or my audience call me a body whisperer. So um, I am a soul living inside of a human body in this time and age of existence. That is an interesting answer every time I hear being a soul, a spirit in the human body. So how would you describe what the soul is, Otakara? Soul is, and that's a really great question because oftentimes I, I, uh, I have my own kind of version of what soul, the mind and the body is. Uh, and so the soul is really something that goes beyond our existence inside of our body. The soul has been there before and soul will be there after. Soul is the egoless part of us that is grounded and is given this opportunity of experiencing a life form inside of a physical body during, during the life. And so the physical body then there is there for the soul through the time of the existence of the physical body that actually does have its terminal point. And how did you come to these understandings? I think that is not so so difficult. I think a lot of people, if you look at it, I would say like a lot of people would agree to it. To me, the more different is my perception of mind. And because I focus so much on a, on a soul and body connection or the body-soul connection, a lot of times people like see the mind as, uh, as a kind of a, like a lofty version of a mixture of a, what brain does and soul does. And to me, uh, in a way it is, but the, like I see the mind as being that cross-section. If you, if you would imagine the soul being one line of what creates the cross and a body being the other line, then the line where they interfere in the middle, that's the mind. And the mind has the chance to access, sort of access both, but uh, it's not necessarily in charge. The truth is the mind should just be more of uh, of a serving, but the mind is also where the ego resides. And so oftentimes the mind, and we need that ego because if without an ego, we would not have the sense of self. You know, the soul really has the sense of self inside the body thanks to ego. So ego is not necessarily bad. It just cannot grow too big for us. And so 
to be righteously serving. So this helps me to help people to find a connection and help to understand how it is because it's so common that we uh, we hear and so many people look at the connection that is mind body connection which is true but it's the mind that usually screws it up to be honest mm-hmm. if yeah. i can use that, if i can use that word uh, so uh, so it's the mind that screws it up and, and i've recently heard like meditation that says like you want to heal your body ask your mind to do this to your body and i'm thinking like who is asking the mind it is the mind you you're asking the you're actually using your mind to ask itself to to help the body and the moment you kind of reverse it and you actually go like how about asking the body how how about like how's like actually trying to see that there is a perspective that you can see and that it's not once you actually discover that the body has a beautiful message the body has a beautiful way to communicate back and while it is true and you can heal a lot of problems of the body through the mind because the mind has been the one who caused the problem it's kind of like uh hoping that the abuser would heal the problem they abused on their uh, on their abused loved one and that loved one is hoping the abuser will eventually fix it so in a way it it works but once the perspective perspective it's a little bit shifted and you actually take that body that and give the like what I call a like green light the body and allow the body to to speak back the body itself can actually heal the mind it can heal and it can penetrate towards the soul and I personally find this route to be lasting and it, while it does take a time to build a little bit because it might take a little bit of time for the body to rediscover that trust back but once that's built it's never it it doesn't take that much time it just it's it takes a little bit but not that long but uh once it's established it's the most beautiful thing and i've witnessed it with people i've have had a privilege to serve on a scale that just it's completely mind-blowing like what i see body being capable of doing at any point of age at any point of pain or suffering uh something that we really have uh, for a long time then seeing the body that the body always wants to be vivacious the body really really wants to thrive the body really wants to serve and the body is always there to like want to be it it really does want to be there for us and uh, in our life if you look at it we so often you know give up on our body like our mind does like we give up but the truth is that every single person who listens to this must agree that their body never given up on them because if the body has ever given up on that soul the soul would already be free or the mind would already be free, would be out, the body would be terminated, it would not exist anymore. So because we are alive, while we have a breath in our body, that's a testament that the body is there for you. The body really wants that relationship. The body really wants us to thrive. 
I mean, it's a lovely, lovely idea, which sounds like it's a fact, right, Octa more than um, just an idea concept or conversation that we are having. I absolutely agree. I'm trying to um, understand a little bit better, if you can elaborate on that, what is like that relationship when we are finally listening to the body? You said the mind sometimes gets in the way, it always does. How does it work when the body is listening to itself in a way and doing what it needs to do to keep us as mind and souls um, healthy and vibrant here in this reality? Well, for once, we do get to experience a physical joy on like every, like that's one thing that I uh, I really focus on with people to like, for them to experience physical joy, not just the joy that you just have in your head and sort of, once you experience higher levels of joy, it's always shown physically, especially on little children, on toddlers, a physical mm, joy is yeah, very yeah. apparent. <laughs> and then true. we kind of let it be and we forget about this joy, but that's like, that's the one thing that's what happens. Once the body, it truly gets green lighted, you experience physical joy inside your body. And with people, for example, the people I've been working with, so often people ask, like, if I, like, adjust their diet and talk about what they should eat. And, and we say, like, I don't because your body knows, like, I'm not here to tell you you should eat more vegetables. I mean, yeah, this is like something a preschool child knows that, like, what really your diet should be like. The thing is that the mind takes over and oftentimes we eat food that is not good for us. And then we spend this whole time like learning and working out and what I call soldiering the body. That we try to soldier ourselves and go against what at that moment is our nature, at that very moment. But once the body gets green lighted, the body changes the cravings because it's up to the body what the body craves. And so I had... I literally had like every single person I ever work with has changed. Even if they started with a great diet, they always make it towards better. And if the people, for example, need to lose weight, they automatically do because the truth is the joints don't want to carry that weight. So once the body has a voice, it has cravings and the cravings literally change and you crave what you want, what is good for you. Which to some people could be like, there are some people for which it's good to be vegetarian. For some people, it's not. So I never try to put any kind of like, you know, you should eat this or that or that food's necessarily healthy for you. I think the body, if you look at it, you know, historically, we made it through as a humankind. As much as we are pretty young species on this planet, we still made it through millions and millions and millions of years. And uh, despite of what we want to believe, if you look back in ancient times, those people didn't have modern medicine and ancient Greeks lived and worked till their 90s. So I'm absolutely convinced that our body is naturally built to, do, to live between 90 and 100 years old. And we actually did live that way. We messed it up through our evolution. Agriculture brought us down a little, then, um, then manufacturing and learning to can food and softening and stop using chewing. Uh, we lowered our age a little. And now with like medicine, it builds it back up and we're trying to kind of feel like great, like, yeah, we like upped our 
longevity, which actually truth is we didn't. We're like barely getting it back where the last 15 years of life in a, in a modern age of people, people are on so much medication that the last 15 years of their life is is something that in ancient times would be considered that everybody would feel, feel so much pity that in so in many cultures, the family members would actually kill an elder one who would have to go through elderly age of that level of suffering and medicating and everything because we really were meant to live, work and serve each other till very, very old age. If we followed that natural wisdom within, right, the, kind of, the natural wisdom of the body, as you say. I love the title of your books. The one that we are speaking today about is the Hear Your Body Whisper, How to Unlock Your Self-Healing Mechanism. And you also wrote another book, which is titled Hear Your Brain Whisper, How to Unlock Your Mind's Potential. So talk to me for a moment about the main inspiration and the intention of writing book one, Hear Your Body Whisper. Well, there are two things. One, I always wanted to, my childhood dream was to be a writer. I was to be an author. And so um, then the life kind of took me a different direction. And then finally, for my 40th birthday was before I turned 40, I decided to give myself a present and write a book. So that was that was the, the inspiration to actually putting what I had inside me in the book. And the subject itself was there because as a child, I had so much health issues, like pretty much I was born, I was born nice and healthy child, although my mom almost died during the giving me a birth. So that was a, they pretty much pulled me out of clinically dead mom that thank God they revived. But, uh, since I was two years old, like my health just plummeted down and it was, you know, it, it seemed like every year, like some of my organs would go down. I had, uh, I had pneumonias, I had breathing problems, respiratory problems. Then my liver got issues. So I was on extremely strict diet. I couldn't get tired. I couldn't do almost anything. I spent, you know, many years in schools. Like they were years I would have. I remember one year I had 87% of missed classes. So basically I had to like, do exams in the summer because one year in high school in like March, I remember this in March in my French class, my teacher asked if I'm a new student. I'm like, no, I'm your student since the beginning of the year. I've just been here twice. It's only so <laughs> she didn't notice me. So it was just like healing from all this. And then I had a lot of my reproductive organs. I had a surgery. I had several surgeries on my reproductive organs. So there was like so much wrong that it like seemed that I was constantly constricted. And as a child, it was hard because you are in the hands of others. You are in the hands of grown-ups. You can really do anything about it. But like once I became a teenager, I started to rebel and I really, really, really wanted to travel. And so I needed to heal because when you when you don't have a good health and you're like at the doctor's office all the time, it's like really not a good idea to go outside of your border of your country and insurance. So I needed to like, the desire to travel was stronger than like the the fear of and as because I was young, I was fearless 
it was the fear of like staying at home. And so I eventually healed my body and I found this path of like really like meditating, talking to my body and eventually healed myself from all the problems to the point that now I'm 45 and pregnant. <laughs> mm, congratulations, right? That was oh, well, my next question. <laughs> so how did this happen, Otakara? Like, what is your message from this amazing experience of getting pregnant at 45, going through a divorce, actually you got pregnant and you don't have one of your ovaries and part of the other one was removed years ago. So that is incredible to hear. It sounds like a miracle to me. And as I mentioned off record, I really believe that to be in a human body is already a miracle to be here alive. It's incredible to me that this is happening. <laughs> but talk to me from your perspective. What is your message from this incredible experience you're having? You know, I, I got to, <laughs> I got pregnant by me, like, well, but I, I shouldn't say mistake, accident. Like it was not necessarily planned. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to go through the divorce with my husband uh, in a peaceful, nicest manner. And, you know, we decided that like we'll focus on love. We won't focus on all the troubles and problems that were as a, uh, in a part of the marriage, you know, for 20 years prior. So we really like kind of took it that way, which uh, establishes that. But I am a person who truly walks my talk so I really do like my connection I take every day like hour to two hours to really be there for my body with my body you know I I have a very specific I've worked on a method that I call the body whisper method so I have been really trying to create a method that brings the vivaciousness back and that was kind of my big 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 dream and so uh I didn't have that when I wrote Hear Your Body Whisper. It was a kind of the work that like I've been working through later on. And then like, when I started working with people to see what happens, but I did have like, if I can share, I did have a client uh, who was 59 and she was after menopause and after working with me, she got her periods back. So, wow. <laughs> so it's not wow. like I don't specifically focus yeah, on that. Nice. None of my work with people is specifically focusing on that, but it is always focusing on creating this vitality, this joy uh, in the body. And then the body just, you know, we are here. The One of our primary reasons as any species of, of, anyone who is living on this planet is to procreate. And so once you bring that life back, the body wants to procreate. And so I said, like, I am, you know, my own coaching really backfired at me because I, I got pregnant. <laughs> yes. But to be honest, it's not like to myself, while to the doctors and to everybody, this is like extremely rare case. To me, it was not honestly that surprising because just, just, my body is vivacious. Like I know that we have a really great connection and I know I had like this sort of like a message I sent out to the universe that was like, that I'm okay with not having a second child. I have a 15 year old daughter, but that was like this little, hmm, it, it, it kind of sucks. Like now I'm getting divorced. It's going to like, now I'm almost past the time I will not have another child. So that was like this, like kind of like tiny, I wouldn't say like regret, but there was like this little things like it would be cool if I had one more. And there it was. And then it happened. Like and then all of a sudden, you know, asking it's given. Like it was it was definitely like one of those like 
kind of like little thoughts, little blurb, blurb, but the body just wanted to be. And I believe that like everyone's body wants to be vivacious. And uh, the procreation truly is one of the the first places, whether it's a sex life itself or whether it's the pregnancy, whether it's like any of that. It's something that like, like I said, any species is here for. So it's one of the mm. first things that, that like becomes vibrant and vital. It resonates. It kind of does make sense that everything that we see in nature, it's constantly creating, reproducing, right? It's growing. So it makes sense that the body will do the same thing if it is 100% healthy or in harmony with everything. That made me think about myself. I'm 44 now. I'll be 45 pretty soon. And I never got pregnant. I have been married three times. This is my third marriage. And I never really tried not to. I never used anything. No pills, condoms, none of that. I was never against the idea of having children. Why not? And at some point, I even went to the doctor to go through the whole process of exams to make sure I was okay. The body was ready for that. And everything was fine. Very healthy, no, no issues. But I never got pregnant, ever. But one of the focuses of my energy, I see the body is very much into is doing what I'm doing now, like talking to you about these things and writing books about well-being, healing, spirituality. So I wonder if that could happen too, like the energies in the body could be directed instead of giving birth to children, then would do something else, creating or procreating in different ways, in creative ways per se, doing what I do. Would you say that that could happen as well? Does it make sense to you somehow? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I, I would definitely say that, A, you can still get pregnant. Like, I, if, you, if everything's oh, I healthy, I like totally... but I don't want to. <laughs> unless you don't want... Like, it depends Depends where you're at. Like, depends where you're right. at. If you wanted to, you totally mm. could have. And uh, But, you know, to what you're saying, uh, woman, you know, female, female body is a creator. That's who we are. Mm, we are creators. Right. So if you're not going to create a child, you're going to create something else. We meant to. Man's role on this planet, I definitely believe, like, to put it this way, like, I believe that our values are equal, but we are not equal at our purpose, right, on, on a planet. So I really honor what the masculine energy and males are here for and what a woman energy, feminine energy, what women are here for. And women's role is to be creator. And, and you know, there are so many women, there were wonderful women who were teachers who changed life to so many children, yet they never had their own child because that might have actually, in a way, hindered the their capability of spread themselves further. And so each of us uh, has, you know, you can just think of yourself that each of us has, has so much capacity. You can grow this capacity any, at any point, but at any point you also have only so much capacity of that creation power within you. And unless you grow it further and expand it further, you will fill it by something. And you may be filling it by creating, you know, your podcasts and having your books and and sending out your message. And that's the way your your woman's purpose is out here as a means of creation. 
Yeah, I love to hear that because it really resonates true. Yes, it really makes the body happy, <laughs> what I do. So it complains sometimes, of course, you know, sitting for a long time, you know, but it's essentially very happy with what I'm doing. So you uh, lured earlier to talk about the, the male purpose in this reality. So I think I didn't hear that, Otakara. So the female create and the male would be? Male, if actually they function correctly, just like a female functions correctly, the male purpose is to protect. It's to protect. They are, they are the shield. Because if we are to, to, to give birth, they, they, are, they truly are. The, and I know in modern age, this is kind of hard for them to, to show because, you know, the protection is not so, like, they, they're supposed to protect their loved ones. They are supposed to go out. Uh, they are much more disposable than women in a way because, you know, and they they know it. They are less, that's why the guys are much more likely in dangerous sports or everything. Like, they worry about themselves just a little less because, in the past, like if you go back into saving of the species, obviously one woman can only, you know, birth a child per year and can only have so many where a man can supply so many women with children. So they were not as important, but they were important to kind of make sure to create this shield for us and to create this protection for for humankind and and be there and uh, hunt and that's why you know it is a it it is actually a natural thing so when like when they say like woman is a gold digger she looks like how much the man makes and the men are like flinging around with their credit cards and putting their expensive phone when they're like you know on a table and thing and showing off but that's just basically going back to our ancient roots of like men showing I can be a provider. And women making sure that, like, if I'm going to be stuck at home with a baby, I want to have a provider and protector. And that also, like, shows a lot of times the provider and protector in a male energy does not actually combine in a single man. Provider can be one who, like, who focuses on that hunting, right? The, the protector is the one who goes into the battle. And so oftentimes this is like why women get much more likely pregnant with the protector because those guys are like the ones who are like the warrior types. And uh, that's also the reason why married women, when there is so many, if they have a one infidelity in their life, they get pregnant because they like choose this like type of a guy who like actually fits the body, but it's not that the good provider who provides and takes care of the body, the baby later. So uh, there is a lot of going back to actually our completely primal roots to, to talk about it and to explain that. But there is a reason why we do what we do even today when we change those roles into like something else where we like have the, you know, the big businessmen want to show off and they want to show up with good, young looking, vivaciously looking ladies because they show like, I'm a, you know, I'm a good provider. I can afford a female that's bodies looks like she's going to give good children. It's amazing how 
it does go back to ancestry and ancient primal um, knowledge. It's already here that's operating under everything that's already happening. That's very interesting to hear. We oftentimes focus on spirituality, which has a lot to do with both energies, finding the balance and harmony within our own selves, because everyone is the belief or it is the idea that we are whole, so we can have those two energies within ourselves, the feminine and the masculine, and then find that balance. That kind of resonates true to me too, but it's such an, um, an interesting topic to hear like from you now then. It's a hard is... concept because we don't want to think that. Like we don't want to think that we don't want to think of the woman like being, you know, stuck especially in the modern age. So it's, it's, a, it's a hard one to swallow and we definitely are at times when we are changing that. But this is the this is like the, the physiological perspective. And so when the body, the body needs to reconnect with the soul. And of course, we need to work on that. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to create some kind of a, a, like having a sustainable long term partner that actually takes work that takes some that takes some time of re, like aligning physically with the person. You know, it is it, it, and emotionally it is one of the reason why like pretty much most marriages after so many years like 98 percent of marriages just don't have a good sex life they may stay together 20 years but if you look at people who live together that long very few of them actually have vibrant sex life and be happy at the same time so it's not impossible but at that moment this is the this is the place where you kind of have to work with with the body and the soul and work that energy and make that connection happen to be healthy. Otherwise, on a healthy level, it does not work long term. It's not an easy game in our lives to be together. And I agree, we both, you know, each of us has masculine and feminine energy. And it's really good to recognize that within us and honor that within us and be aware of it because then we can actually show and share that with our partner and the partner can recognize and show whatever, however is their ratio of feminine and masculine energy within, within them. And it doesn't matter if it's heterosexual or homosexual or, you know, whatever couple they choose to be together, like whatever genders are together, we all balance these energies together and it takes, you know, it takes that soul level work but like oftentimes we do so much of that soul level work then the body suffers and then we have a really beautiful soulmates living together or people who are best friends but that's pretty much what they are to each other and then the sex life is suffering when they go old and but it's not impossible to to have both it's absolutely possible to have both it's just it's just seems that people tend to you know green light one or the other and unless they really work on it, they're not going to have, I, I cannot imagine something like this to be without a work possible to function long-term, but we have everything. Our body is amazing, especially women. We have this factory inside us that men don't have that. But if you kiss a guy, you can dissect in his saliva already, you know, if you're kissing him, whether he would make like your body knows whether it would make a healthy child. 
whether that partner and and these chemicals are available to women men are kind of like they are much more like available they are they they don't have that so i always say like it is really important that a woman chooses her partner not vice versa because it is within a woman who actually can make and if you honor that body you can make these distinctions like you can understand you can find yourself a partner with whom you have a healthy children like um, you know touch wood uh, i have to say that for how many issues i had as a child our 15 year old daughter doesn't have a single allergy she doesn't she actually still doesn't even have a doctor <laughs> but she should only we only go to visit her dentist but uh, you know she you know she she i mean she does have her colds and things like that but like she never ever had any kind of health problems and so when i got pregnant now i was like well at least i have a one child i already know it's healthy like it's a it's a good proven path to hopefully have another uh you know to hopefully have another healthy child but like we have that, we have the cap- capability of choosing that partner and we have it right at the beginning. And then like just this, it's to me, it's just amazing. Like the female body itself, it's male, body, like the human body, it's amazing. Brain is spectacular for spectacular mystery. But if I take just like an actual body and like what is given as a, as a capability to us, I'm at all what women can do, like what a woman's body can do. And it's not just the fact that we can actually create a baby inside. We can truly like diagnose, like we can diagnose the man where we go on a first date and we already know whether that guy, like our body knows it. And if you can go deep with your body, you'll know it too. And so we focus so much on like having that, spiritual connection which is very very important like i have i do not take it down at all like it is extremely important because it is not good to have a great physical connection and don't have that spirituality in life that would be sad too so it's important for both but it's kind of sad that if you look at like those lasting marriages that actually it's the physical physical body that suffers it's the it's the sex that suffers that's become suffering and we kind of push it it just it just shows more like i see it often how people just the, the body becomes kind of secondary and we forget that we think that our most important relationship in life is the relationship with our partner or our relationship with our children where the truth is the most important relationship we have is the relationship with our body and we often don't even realize mm that there is so true i love your message i love your work and speaking of that so you are the body whisper coach i love this title too the body whisper so how does it work at akata talk to me about your offerings and how do you work with clients online offline groups individual corporations (laughs) i uh so far, I'm working on individual level with people. I don't. Um, I would like to create just on a method itself because I believe just like you know, being ill is on a scale like you can be sick a little, and you can you can be ill a long way out. It's the same thing on a health. And so I like my method really shoots out to be just like creating the vivacious body and really having that point of creating the the physical joy. So I, I do would like to, in the future, to create something that 
that I would that would serve groups. But so far, because every person has their individual either health or issue with their body, which oftentimes it's not even health with women, especially it could be like prior sex abuse, you know, something they have to overcome to, to recreate that connection with their body. So it's not always, sometimes it's a health, like I said, like it, but it's not always. So somewhere in there where those, where that connection got broken, I help working individually with people to for them to find where that connection was and recreate that connection back and just like truly just giving the green light to their body so the body can feel free to crave what it wants to crave and and live the truth of their body and just become, you know, truly like a like an older tree that just starting to have a new green leaves and just it just starts growing. So um if I could offer, I would be more than happy to give the listeners uh, one free uh, consultation. It's actually worth $500. So uh, if they want to have, and it's fully comprehensive, and I can, we can talk and I bring you to an absolute breakthrough where you actually realize, like I'll show you perspective you haven't seen before in your life. And that new perspective actually makes sense and makes understanding that like if you take your life and you take your body and you go from this perspective onwards, that problem eliminates, disappears, changes, you know, what whatever it's important for that body to happen, to, uh, it would happen. <laughs> like I said, like warning, you can get pregnant and things like that do happen. So the body gets really, the the body really gets vibrant and gets vivacious. Energy is always like, that's automatic, like getting a high energy. It's, it's really, uh, it's really something that all of my clients get. So like if people lack energy, it's always, I see it always as a sign of not having a proper connection with the body because we are energetic beings and we should have a lot of energy. So if anyone wants, um, I would be more than happy to schedule. You can schedule a meeting. I will, I will leave you the link. So it makes it easier if they can go to like show notes, but it's at, uh, calendly.com, which is C A L E N D L Y.com slash Otakara. That's my first name, slash hear your body whisper. And in between each words, here there is a dash. So uh, hear dash your dash body dash whisper. So it's calendly.com slash otakara slash hear your body whisper. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile, Takara. They'll be there. Thank you. Thank you. We are almost at the end, and I do have a few more questions for you. Before that, I would like to mention some interesting phrases in your book, passages that I came across, a lot of them, actually, that I don't have time to go through all of them. But I love what you say here. You said, there is one important ingredient that allows this process to work, the process of healing one's body. You have to discover how to love yourself in the purest form. I love that the way you say that. Of course, you have a whole chapter about that. You do not love yourself when you are selfish. The emotion of selfishness is based on fear. Any fear-based emotion is the opposite of true love energy. 
And you also said, you shouldn't care too much about people who may shame you for your body shape. Love yourself anyway. The relationship between you and your body is uniquely yours. I love these messages. They just resonate so deeply with me, with the concept of self-love that I have experienced myself for so long now. So I guess the question that I have for you is, do you see a difference between self-love and self-care, or they are somehow the same or connected? They are definitely connected. I wouldn't say they're necessarily, they're not the same because self-care is something what we do and self-love is a state of being. So the self-love is there always. It doesn't matter even if you, we, we cannot self-care, we cannot do self-care all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to get up in the times when it's not healthy for your body to catch a flight at the airport, right? But in that moment, you you still have that self-love for yourself. So the self-love is all the time. It's something that should not be lost. Self-care is a is, is doing. It's something that we do and we need to do it on like kind of a maintenance level. Just like you need to change oil and take care of your car. Otherwise it's not it's not you're gonna you will not be able to drive it. So if you want to keep taking care, if you want to keep driving this body and the longer you, you want to live inside that body, the more self-care you offer, the more time and moments you offer for that relationship, it actually pays back because the body gives you the energy to do it. And similarly, like with meditation, when they say like people who say, I don't have a time to meditate are the ones who need it the most. And once you realize, like once you meditate, like you actually gain that, you gain more than that time back. I would say the self-care, it's something that the more of you do it, the more it becomes like your scheduled thing every day. The body looks forward to it. Um, I compare this because I, I do it every day and my body does know. And it's kind of like if you have pets, like I have three dogs. And when it's their dinner time, they know time. I don't even have to mm-hmm. watch the clock. They come to me, they start barking at me, they start pushing me out. And they're like, mom, 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 it's our dinner time. Like, you're supposed to give us food right now. So I they guess. know it because they know it's the time. And the more often we actually take this time and we, if we take, and it doesn't have to be long, right? Like I take really long care because it just became something where I like gain that physical joy and it becomes like so addictive to me that like in that physical joy everything heals and I feel absolutely wonderful so it's it's kind of like if you mixed spirituality and meditation with a physical body and actually put it inside a physical body so to me I do it a a lot more although now being pregnant I actually sleep a lot more so Uh, it's not the same as prior to the pregnancy because I take a lot of naps but I had like definitely the time that like I would literally all of my meetings I would schedule out it would have to be something extremely I cannot even imagine I would literally tell people this is my time with myself this is the time I go running this is the time I do my routine we can have the meeting after, we can have the meeting before, but this is my two hours. And in those two hours, I'm, I'm not doing anything, meeting anyone. And the funny thing is, the more I started doing it this year, this year has been so extremely productive year for me. Like the more I do it, the more energy I have, the more vitality, the more desire to actually show up. 
and work and do things I supposed to do. So the body just gives back. I mean, the gift, if you care for your body, the gift you get back is so incredibly huge that it goes beyond the it goes beyond the the health and the vitality. It goes into the spheres of having the energy to show up for your work, to be productive, to to show for people in life, to spread that love further because you are filled with that love for yourself. You actually have reserves to give. It's like you're not an empty bank who is like credit card and you're like working on a credit to try to give your family and everybody on credit some love. You don't give yourself first. And so once you, the more you work on that, it's definitely, it, it's definitely to me, it's the best thing you can, you can do for yourself and others, everyone around you and your life and your productivity and longevity. What a beautiful message and reminder. Thank you so much, Takara. I love your work. I love your message. I love your intention. It really, really resonates and makes a lot of sense to me. I love the way you, you keep repeating these things, that the body wants to be vivacious, the body wants to be healthy. And you refer to the physical joy. It's interesting. We don't think that way with the mind. The joy being something that is can be expressed physically in the body. And that is so, so true. So thank you so much for what you do and how you do it. Your book has so many other messages and beautiful topics that we could discuss. I hope we can talk again. I would love to talk to you about your book too, Hear Your Brain Whisper, which has an interesting topic. Some of them you have sent it to me and I have looked through about sleep. And also uh, you have a whole chapter on psychopaths and how the psychopathic brain works and what we should or could learn from psychopaths. That really caught my attention. <laughs> so I won't disclose that here now, but I would love to talk to you again. In your book, Hear Your Body Whisper, you say something else that I deeply, deeply believe in is the connection with nature, being more outdoors and connected with uh, this natural way of being in this reality. So I love, love that message too. Yeah. So before we say goodbye, I would like to um, ask you one more question. And then I have, oh, I have these final questions. I, I would say two of them. But before that, would you like to add anything else that we didn't discuss or read a passage in your book? I will just say, well, first, I want to really thank you for having me and being so kind to me and so kind to, you know, to, to speak the way you speak about my books and my message. It, it's, it really warms my heart up and uh, it's really why I do it. And I really want to thank you that you actually mentioned the nature because the truth is that is actually like the baseline to me to have to work with people is that we are part of the nature we are part of this universe just like our soul is you know without that body while that soul exists and it's it's i believe it's eternal it's out there it is at that point it becomes part of the divine energy it becomes part of the higher energetic field Physically, we are as a part here, as a part of this physical field of the of life on the planet. And so for anyone, if I could if I could give like the simple advice to anyone to to get more of that, because 
to me, whenever I work with people, I always say like, you are like a piece of puzzle and we're just looking where to place you in. But like once that puzzle clicks in, it's just everything floats. And the only way you can click that puzzle in is if you get that connection with nature. And so going out, like getting people like, instead of, you know, going to the gym and run on treadmill, just go into the nature and run outside, like go start maybe if it's a park or if you have the opportunity to go in a wilderness and going like somewhere in like some campgrounds and go run after it, find some forest road, uh, walk, or if you walk, like just choose those activities we oftentimes like want to do at home, just choose them, go outside. You know, when you do your Zumba dancing, grab your headphones, go in the middle of the forest and dance there. I do that a lot. Mm. It's ah, amazing. It's it's <laughs> honestly amazing. It's my favorite activity. I think I look like a, like a forest fairy if you see me in a forest, but it's actually like the one thing I absolutely love. I put on music and I dance mm. in nature and it's yeah. one of the yeah. highest joys I have. So, so big advice would be like, Whatever you do, go out in the nature. And if you cannot go out in the nature, buy yourself some house plants and a dog. <laughs> yeah, that helps you bring like, nature like, to you, right? In a, bring yeah. it to you, like fill your house <laughs> yes. with like some green plants. Like um, have, have that life, the yeah. more life you have around you, <laughs> the more happier you're going to be. And if you cannot have that life that around you, if you're the person who says like, but every single plant dies with me, then that's a that's a... You know, that's a moment also like to think about as well. I have a friend who's a psychiatrist and she works with her patients and she says it's an interesting thing that uh, that depressed people cannot grow plants. She said the, the, the capability of growing plants is directly correlates with the happiness you have inside you. So, mm. you know, oh, wow. don't give up. <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> like, don't give up. Stop caring for the plants <laughs> till you actually make a plan that actually... Because I, I meet I meet people who say, like, well, but I cannot just keep anything like everything lies. And so, like, in that, play, in that moment, try it. Just keep trying. Just keep trying till you... Because you will restart. That's that moment. I, I had that myself. I actually was one of these people who couldn't grow anything. And then I could... Like, now I have jungle around me so uh, <laughs> yeah. so it it can um, restart you can go there and the nature is important so anyway thank you so much <laughs> it was a long answer <laughs> thank you. and long addition <laughs> <laughs> thank you Takara. i love your work i love the way you speak it just resonates true to the heart and let me ask you a final question let's see i'll ask you this one what is another word for healing that's a good question I would say returning to true self. So it's a return, a remembrance. Yeah. It's a remembrance. It's, back, it's going back to balance. Oh, I love that word, to harmony, balance. That refers to nature again. That's what we see in nature. Exactly. Harmony, balance, homeostasis. It's just, that's basically, it's just a path back to that balance, path back to homeostasis where we want to be. The body wants to be there. That's the best thing about it. The body truly wants to be there. So it has been a wonderful experience to talk to you today. Thank you so much again for what you do, exactly how you do it, and this beautiful intention to help others, help yourself and others at the same time. I love that. I keep saying that because it is uh, the most beautiful thing I can think of. 
So, but before we say goodbye, a technical question, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? The easiest place to find, you can find all of my books on Amazon. So if you just put my name on Amazon, you'll find my books. I also have some children's books that are unrelated to this message, but I was homeschooling my daughter, so I have a children's book series as well. But uh, the easiest way to connect and find a way to contact me is uh, just go to my website, um, www.otakarankletki.com. So it's my first name, last name is a single word.com. And you can find everything and links to links to everything and to all my work contacting me and uh, and my books as well. Beautiful. I'll have that link on the podcast profile as well as the offering that we spoke earlier about. So I'll have those two links. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon, Otakar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly an honor and it's truly an honor and blessing to, to be able to do what I love so much. And thank you for being the one who appreciates that. Yeah, we all appreciate that, I'm (laughs) sure. Anyone who listens to it. So thank you so much again. We'll talk soon. Bye for now, Takara. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Odakara Kletke and her work, please visit odakarakletke.com. To schedule a complimentary body whisper session with Odakara, please visit calendly.com slash Odakara slash here hyphen your hyphen body hyphen whisper. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.